Hey you, Nina here. You are officially listening to season three wherever you get your podcasts. If you're not following me on Instagram at Drama Therapist Nina or Agecat Wellness, you might be missing out. I have a lot of free resources on there because I have been working very hard to get empowerment into more people's hands in the way that y'all know we do empowerment, right? We're not talking about power, which is that there's someone who's up, there's someone who's down, right? There's always this worth more, worth less. That's not empowerment. That is a powered dynamic. Empowerment says we can have two seemingly opposing truths exist at the same time and we both consent to moving forward, right? That is empowerment. So every month this year, I am inviting you to get courageous and empower yourself to play with a new topic each month. Oh yeah. So all of January, I have been and will continue inviting you and everyone you end up sharing this episode with to lean into empowering individual culture. If you listen to today's episode, you and I are both consenting to have a very playful experience that will help us diversify our ability to play with dun, 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 owning your truth. <laughs> it's not going to be everything, but it is going to be at least one facet to help uh, you know you, me, potentially transform a hard conversation into a teachable moment. So, have a journal on hand or a good friend to dialogue with what comes up for you in this episode because for now, I am curious. Are you ready to play? Welcome to Triggered. Can we play with that? You know that moment when your emotions ramp up in an instant, leaving you feeling helpless, frozen, or out of control? In that moment, you've been emotionally hijacked, the very definition of triggered. And I want to ask you, can we play with that? I'm Nina L. Garcia, drama therapist and empowerment coach of Houston Creative Arts Therapy. Join me as we discover ways to empower you and the people who mean the most to you to transform hard conversations into teachable moments. Triggered. Real playful. Real respectful. Real empowered. Let's take a breath. (sighs) And before we launch into the story for this episode, here's a nugget. What does it mean to own your truth and empower individual culture? So if you listen to episode one of the season, right, just two episodes here in January, we talked about what it means to have an individual culture. It does not mean that you are only looking at yourself, okay? (laughs) On the contrary, what it means is instead of looking at dominant group cultural narratives and then titrating it down to the individual, because we live in a diverse society and not a monocultural society, what I want is for you to flip the script on it. I want you to start with your individual culture and the individual pieces that of course make you, you. And then I want you to step out right to the family, to the groups around you all the way out to the dominant group cultural narratives. That is my invitation with individual culture and empowering that. Now, when we talk about own your truth, (laughs) here's what I mean. Your truth is going to change. 
Owning truth is like recognizing that you and everyone else are on a mountain and you're all at different places on the mountain and nobody's at a better or worse place necessarily or inherently on the mountain. We're just at different places. And because of the different place that we are on the mountain, we have a different perspective. And so... This becomes the struggle with owning our truth because then we say, well, how come you can't see it the way I'm seeing it? Why don't you see the valley the way that I see it? And somebody's like, what are you talking about? You should be looking at the valley the way I see it. Right. Y'all, we just on different sides of the mountain. Okay. So... There is so much more to that metaphor than I am even saying right now. I'm obviously simplifying it, but I hope that it gets the message across that when we think about owning truth, it is possible for seemingly, you know, difficult or opposing ideas to exist at the same time. And they're both true to that person's experience. It does not necessarily mean right or wrong. Okay. That's super important. When you come from a powered dynamic thinking, and this is a really good clue, you will think of things as right or wrong. When you come from an empowered way of thinking, you start to see them as different based on people's experiences and perspective. That is critical. So I hope that you have enjoyed this review of owning your truth and empowering individual culture, because now I have a story for you. And here we go. So Once upon a time, I had an instructor and this instructor was highly revered by people in our field. And uh, the work that they had done was incredible, right? The lives that they had touched was incredible. This is true. They also happened to pull me into their office one day and I sat down and I had thought we had come to talk about something else. And, and they briefly checked in with me and, and, uh, instead I realized this conversation has an agenda. (laughs) Uh, this instructor has an agenda. This conversation is going somewhere in particular and where the conversation took us is this instructor and and we'll call them Polly. Polly is sitting across from me and, and Polly says something akin to, you know, you know, Nina, we just need to make your box more like everyone else's. And it's at this point that internally I lean in and I'm like, what is happening right now? This is so curious, right? So I do, I get curious. And Polly continues and she says, you know, we just need to make your box like everyone else's. And while she's saying this, she's physically moving her hands in the shape of a box. I mean, like a cube, like an actual cube. And she's doing this. And I think homegirl trying to put me in a box. What is happening right now? And I didn't quite grasp it, but I'm slowly nodding my head as I look at her. And she is literally telling me that I need to be more like everyone else. Now I did not understand this. I did not understand this because I was not failing courses. I was an award-winning student. I had done incredible things with the work that I had done. And I had uh, been a part of many conversations of change. And yet here I was being told I needed to make my box more like everyone else. And uh, one of the kickers of the conversation, if the box was not enough, was being told, 
You know, do you have a role model? I think you just need a role model. And the emotional parts of me at the time, I remember being at the time, like just a little taken aback and not really knowing what to say. I did not say anything in that meeting. At that point in time, I had not practiced appropriate confrontation and did not know how to confront this. If you yourself come upon a moment like this, where someone is so obviously oppressing you, but you don't know what to say, right? They're oppressing a part of one of your identities and you don't know what to say. Take a breath in and offer yourself some self-compassion. When we are surprised with something new, we often don't know what to say. We often don't know how to respond. And it doesn't mean you don't love yourself or don't know how to speak up for others or yourself. It just means you were surprised. Okay. And that now you have the opportunity to own your truth. But I want to pause the story here. Why is this important? Who is this for? What's the benefit? Some people, right? If you think about the story I just told you, some people believe that people belong in boxes. Some people fight against the idea that people belong in boxes. Your brain is going to attempt to categorize things. That is how it is designed, right? When we are younger, we say, oh, that's a dog. And then we have to categorize all four leg things are like a dog. Oh, wait, no, I learned that's a cat. And now I have two different categories for these animals, right? And then we can go on. The more we diversify the categories within our incredible brains, that is where the magic happens. And let's be real. I say magic as if it's some supernatural magical thing. It's not. It's a skill. What, Nina? What did you just say? You're right. You just heard me. Diversifying your brain, your life, the way you see the world and exist in the world. Diversification is a skill, my friend. You do not have to be born with it. I promise you. You can learn it. So let's do some review time. What's the problem that we're solving here? Well, explicitly, because we want to think about the difference between explicitly what's happening in this moment, in this story between me and Polly, and then we want to think about implicitly what's happening, right? The undercurrent, the things that aren't being said explicitly. Now, explicitly, what I'm hearing from Polly is, we have work to do to make you more like everyone else. Your box is not like everyone else was literally said, right? Implicitly, the message I was receiving that was implied, right, was you're not good enough as you are. You can't be effective as you are. You can't make change as you are. Now, I want us to take a step back from the story. And I want us to really look at the human components of this. What would make Polly believe that I needed to belong in a box in the first place? Here's the deal. Let's think about that. If you can imagine having a box literally in your hands, and then you were to put something in that box, something that moved, right? Imagine like 
the cutest little hamster ever. Oh my goodness, it's so cute and it's in this box and you just put it in this box and the box is open, right? Because it's got air and everything and it's going to survive. Reasonably, you know what to expect from that hamster. You know reasonably where it can begin, where you put it, right? Where it will end because there's walls, how high it can probably go. Let's assume it's not going to climb out of the box and how low it can go, assuming it can't chew out, right? So you know what to expect, which of course tells your brain, oh, this is safer. This is less triggering. Oh yes. First time I've said it in this episode, when people don't match up to the categories in our brains, a little alarm can not necessarily, but can go off that says something is different And then it says, how do we get it to be more like what we understand so, ah, we can relax? If that's true, then what that means is that if my box were more like everyone else's, according to Polly, I would have been more manageable for her brain and seen as quote unquote safer. And here's the thing. You know what? I'm not going to disagree. (gasps) Shocker. I'm not going to disagree because if I belonged in a box that Polly was comfortable with, the truth is, and I can own this truth, I would have been more manageable for Polly. That would have been the truth. There's just one thing. (laughs) I wasn't created to be manageable for Polly. I wasn't created to be manageable for other people. I do deserve to belong, but I do not belong in a box. You, my friend, you were not created to be manageable for other people. Your diverse and unique truth should be celebrated, not put in a box not told that your box should be more like everyone else's and certainly not implied that however your diverse self is expressed is not enough. Here is the part of the episode where I invite both you and I to disrupt the unhelpful narratives and flip the script, okay? We already see how triggering it can be for something to be perceived as different And how other people will oppress you, right? They won't even know that they're doing it all the time. But they will be willing to oppress you if they are not willing to do the work. Now, a lot of us will hear about, oh, you've got to do the work. You've got to do the work, right? In therapy, in identity work, in any conflict that you have, right? Like, are you willing to do the work? Heck, when you show up for your job, are you willing to do the work? Yeah, yeah. So... I come back to this part of the episode where I invite both you and I to disrupt that unhelpful narrative and flip the script on this this moment which is less than empowering. And remember, this is for people who both struggle with being put in boxes and the people who struggle with putting others in boxes. There is a reason why both of those things happen. And it is not because you quote unquote deserve it or because you were born a certain way. It is because, my beautiful friend, it is because 
of a story that someone told once upon a time, and it was perpetuated over and over and over again, that someone decided, ah, this is now the category that all people should be in. And I've got to tell you, that's a lie. It's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie. Let's flip the script. I want to empower you to own your truth and to resist the box. That's right, I said it. I want you to know where it is you stand, right? To own your truth in that moment and to resist the box. Now, one of the easiest ways to know if you are being put in a box or putting yourself in a box or putting somebody else's in a box is if you hear the word should. I want you to flag that word right now. When you hear the word should, you should know better. They should know not to do that. I should know this by now. I mean, listen, if you knew it, that would be fantastic. And barring, right? Barring that you are a person who does know it and then made a different choice. That's not what we're talking about here. Shoulds are a flag for an assumptive box. Should is the box, right? Equate those for now, for the sake of this episode. Then once you have noticed, oh, snap, crackle, pop, there's a box right here. I want you to own that. Own that something is not fitting in the box for you. You can own that. Just own something's not fitting in the box for you. Or something's not fitting in the box for someone else. Own that truth because if you don't, it's going to go unspoken. It's going to go unnoticed and it's going to fly by as an implied narrative and not explicit. So own it, my friend. But then I do, I want you to go deeper. I want you to go deeper into the stories that are not being said. What specifically doesn't fit? Is someone existing dangerously or is it just differently? And if it's just differently, are you willing to risk oppressing someone or yourself simply because it is different? So own your truth in the moment explicitly, then dig deeper, find the implicit truth. That truth is the one that is masquerading as a fact when really it's a belief. That is the story that has been told so much and so often that it is now perceived as the box in which people belong. People do not belong in boxes. Owning your personal truth is not like stating a fact that will never change. Personal truth can shift. And that, my friend, is the beauty of it. So move forward intentionally. Own your truth and resist the box. So we're nearing the end of the episode. And of course, you know, I'm wondering what is your takeaway? Oh, this got a little intense for me over here. So hit me up on Instagram at Drama Therapist Nina. And for those of you who enjoy a bit of self-exploration, I will leave you with this question for the upcoming week. Of course, I'm inviting you to play with hard things. So I want you to ask yourself, am I the person who puts other people in boxes? Am I the person who uses should more often than not? Or am I the person who gets put in boxes and gets told I should be fill in the blank? And how can I use owning my truth and resisting the box 
to benefit me as well as those around me. That is that empowerment lens, my friends. So get curious and I will see you in the next episode because that's what we planned for today, folks. Thank you for taking a minute to explore your triggers as a human. And if this has been helpful and you'd like to support Triggered Can We Play With That, please feel free to leave a rating and a review on iTunes as that's what actually helps new people find us when you do. Otherwise, stay curious. Stay curious.